Okay, so you you have an idea. I was gonna say that thanks to you, we've got this very nice equipment now. It's it's an improvement. It's a friend of mine uh, by the name of Panos from Greece, uh, who brings endless olive oil to my household whenever I need it. <laughs> was kind enough to actually lend this equipment for us, and hopefully we'll be able <laughs> to reach a point where when we could probably say that we're sponsored by. Right now we can just thank, 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 you. thank, 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 thank. Cool. But yeah. So here's the thing. Let's right, jump right into it. I was thinking, what if you and I both come with maybe three each, six each, or maybe one by one, like this week is my, is, I'm leading it, next week you're leading it. So the attention podcast would be the intersection between what you do and what I do. So filmmaking and either reducing user churn or design whatever's on my side. Or it can even be something from my side project, the sneaker app, but you know, in the realm of attention, because that's what we're focusing on. And just ping pong it back and forth. Maybe I was thinking three with one, because maybe I really found, it's your week, but I really found something I want to talk about, like the Lord of the Rings thing. It, I, think it's, I think it's the best because in, maybe without realizing we kind of did that, in the previous episodes, our subjects were anyway uh, going around those uh, fields of interest, you mm-hmm. know. And I think we—it's best maybe for us to do that since we are involved in, you know, in, in those uh, in those areas. And I think we don't necessarily have to keep maybe a full episode on one. We can split it in half. We can have half half of the time talk about. Uh, design and what it stands for, how it works, how it draws attention, and then we can maybe pass the baton to filmmaking, and we can ping pong back and forth. Yeah, but without uh, making it too agglomerated, you know, like w- we can stick to one and talk about it for about fifteen minutes, and then we go to the other one fifteen minutes and something like that. The thing is that this is what I had on my mind: if I come up with three things and you come up with one, or the other way around, mm-hmm. we're anyways gonna go into ten things because we we have the freedom to explore this and th- these topics and go to other ones. Okay. So if you just have three, you know, like homeworks, so so to speak, that we'll see where that takes us. Okay, sure. Yeah. But here's the thing. So just like I, did I say that only to you on the phone or was it in the podcast? I hope you remember the, uh, my example of a direction, directioned podcast with a whiskey tasting thingy? Uh was it live? I think I think it was live at cool. some point. Yeah, it was in our in episode number two. Cool. Who would listen to this? This was my my question. Now, well, clearly filmmakers and people into design, whether it's graphic, print, or maybe even ad- advertising, because I was thinking these two also overlapped into some some complementary, so to speak, uh, subjects fields. Sounds cool. Yeah, of course. At least for episode three. I'm sure maybe if, if we want to change episode 15, that's perfectly fine as well. I would say if you want yeah. to make it about glasses of water, how would that be? How would that be? Right? Yeah. Well, here's what I had on my mind today. Let, let me start with the podcast. Dark mode. What do you think about dark mode? Like In apps, generally? I won't explain. You tell me what you think about dark mode, mister. Since dark mode uh, came, you know, into different apps and I saw the, the possibility to actually switch to it, I immediately did it. It's you cracking your fingers right after. Yeah. So 
dark mode for me uh, offers a more comfortable experience within the app because it feels uh, how should I put it it's like it's less exposed when I'm when I'm working on an app and it feels like white it feels really really big really um, large as in it feels like you have to uh, come across a lot in mm-hmm. that whereas when when a co- color tends to uh, fit into a darker tone mm-hmm. it just gives me the sensation of like comfort so dark mode is simply just a better way for me to experience the app it feels more what's the word like condensed maybe mm-hmm. like, I will, like I will grouped, add on to that as well you know it, it grabs my, my attention like towards the center of it whereas white white, white feels like it's it's like everywhere because you know there's that idea that you have like a white canvas that you need to always fill mm. and maybe th- that mm-hmm. takes a part of this whole thing but w- when the thing is black it's like a cinema experience for me you know it's like I'm in a dark room and I have objects uh, laid out in front of me elements, um, tabs, or whatever, and it feels easier for me to go from one to another. White feels really, like, it's exposing, you know, something. It's like, tracks it too much attention. I don't know. Do you, do you think that is also because we were, we grew up with, so to speak, in the world of apps and software and blah, blah. We grew up with the, uh, well, we didn't really, because what, in the 70s, the computers had, you know, just white text on black background. But I'm saying ever since the iPhone came out, and I'm imagining now the the first iPhone, 2007, and it came with a stock black background. So I'm not really helping my point here. What I'm saying is in the last years, whenever there's an app, it's pretty much, there's no dark mode. Most of them are, as you said, with white. This is what I was trying to say in more words than needed. Do you think it's because of that? Um, because of? Because of these apps. So a stock app would be with white background. Think Facebook, think any, most of, the, yes, most, of most yes. apps, except for recent, because now dark mode is into play. Do you think this white means and cluttered and what you said is because of that, because it became like a standard? I think, at yeah. least recently? Yes, I think, yeah, because in, in, in a lot of, um, in a lot of, let's say, um, Ways. businesses. Mm. So, um, we, we tend to inf- influence each, each other, whether we like it or not. I think it simply happens. So whenever we put out a product, we tend to look at others and see how we can be like them or how we can, you know, take from them. And maybe, you know, it became sort of like a generalized thing. I read once about video games, like why do they cost $60? And the explanation was Someone started. because the other games cost $60. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's a no-end kind of explanation. So I, I, I'm not uh, informed informed enough to actually tell you why they chose the white background and if it had like a specific purpose. Like, again, when I see white, white always gives me um, the impression of, you know, it needs to be filled. But that's, that's just the, the sensation that I'm getting from like these kind of apps. I'm not saying that they didn't work but at the time that we, you know, started using Facebook and Twitter and, you know, they were white. Instagram is still white in the in the background, right? It mm-hmm. still works like that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have a dark mode. And we still use it more yet. than any single... Yeah, yet. But we, we use it more than any single app right now as we as we speak. But dark mode just gives makes me more comfortable. Mm-hmm. You maybe can give a more in-depth explanation since you know 
you know, to some extent, at least to to try so and pressure is on. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I can. No. I have my opinion. This is why but I started asking you. Since you've made so much and you have experimented with so many um, apps, you've understood, um, you know, customer reception to that um, and so forth. I think you can have like a say to how color and uh, layout plays, you know, in this mm-hmm. kind of like like category, how it draws your attention or not. Yeah. Before I get into that, I just want to ask you, I, as I'm saying, let's have this. You started talking about how you felt when you imagined white and black. So yeah. how about we, we keep on doubling on that? Because mm-hmm. people, I've seen this in people, I don't know why, and I've seen this not happening in you, which is why what made us connect, I think you're not afraid to talk about what you feel when you talk about an app. So I've, or an app or movie, or whatever it is, obviously it's hard to express into words, which is why, at least when, when I do it and I see that in you as well or other people, you take breaks and you think, hmm, is this the word? Well, I'm going to say this for, for the lack of a better word. So let's have these on the Attention Podcast, talk about what we feel, because in, in the Bible of experience that I'm trying to build, basically it boils down to what you feel which might be different for me or for you or for this person's cultural background or for mine or for whatever happened in childhood but let's just have this as a rule of thumb the the, these two guys who are high speak about what they feel but that's the most exciting part you know about this but people are are not afraid people are maybe it's hard and they say fuck it i'm not gonna go into that because i feel this way because it was a maybe people find it trivial maybe people find it i don't know uh, men should not talk about feelings <laughs> and uh, I shouldn't talk about if you were your black background but I do that and you do it as well yeah but whether we like it or not we still uh, exactly it happens subconsciously right yeah we sorry there's an ambulance passing by please part of the experience that <laughs> <laughs> please take care of him her. Go on to, this is a very raw London podcast. We want to represent London. <laughs> Having these sounds in the background are part of the... It's, like, it's real. I haven't put that, I swear. It's not It's not stock <laughs> audio. It's there. So, yeah, what, what I was saying was, yes, whether we like it or not, we use our own experiences to further, you know, explain something or take an action and, and so forth. <laughs> Why are you licking the microphone? Do you do you feel that you're getting like, like something? <laughs> no, I was just experimenting. But it's cool. I like listen to this. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's like, okay, I, listen. This is not being... an ASMR podcast. <laughs> is there anything like that? It should be right. A lot of attention is spent into ASMR thingies, I and know. for context, dear readers. There are these people. Help me here, because I might not put it well. I don't even there, know. I haven't even. There's a. Uh, there's people eating and you listen to them to this very sensible microphone recording of them making the crunchy sounds. There's an actual term, you know, for the abbreviation, which I don't know because I really don't care <laughs> at this point to what it does. To But I, I've seen uh, reacts about this and apparently people feel... Yeah, can you read it? Autonomous, autonomous sensory meridian response. Yeah, so basically the the idea of the The videos, tingling thing, right? Yeah, exactly. You get to watch those and you, you feel something like really close to you that relaxes you, relaxes your nerve and it triggers something in you as well. And we mention this because there's a lot of damn attention there. I let's know, think, let, like let's get this as a quick one, one minute. Who should do an ASMR show? So th- I'm, I'm talking now, there's people, mm-hmm. there's, there are influencers. Yeah. What company should do an ASMR show? Let's think of it. Any Anybody who want to, you know, th- there are a lot of apps right now that 
came came out like recently that deal with like um, mental mm-hmm. health and mm-hmm. so forth. And I think like Headspace. Th- yeah, exactly. Like Headspace. And this probably might be a, a good subsection for people who don't want to have like a motivational message or anything like that. You know, Amazing. within the within the um, the bigger picture of the app. And maybe you know this could be a, a little thingy to relax them. Another form of Whoa. relaxation. I that's brilliant because one of my clients mm-hmm. is a software company in mental health, which is Headspace competitor. So I'll just tell them your idea. I was thinking, uh, as you started, uh, a honeycomb, a honey-making company, because you know they have they eat honeycombs in these these videos, right? Yes. Think about it. Uh, an ASMR show with these from this honey-making company, mm-hmm. I would see them kicking it, especially this is now it's a wave. And not only they've got the means because they've got this honeycomb, they can make a science out of it, I think. The, the most interesting thing that you've said in this, and I, I didn't actually think about it because to me it was just a simple YouTube trend that was going on, is that you added the word show to it. Oh, yeah. Like a proper, coordinated, planned... For real. You know, show-based... I always think about Guinness. Mm. And the... Uh, did I tell you this? This photo of mine that I had? Well, they had problems back then with their revenue or whatever. Anyway, somebody in the company accepted somehow this idea that because in, in bars people were talking about quizzes and they had trivia shows, trivia nights. Mm-hmm. They made the Guinness World of Records, which when I heard that, I was like, I told myself, how the fuck did I not think that Guinness World of Records is the same company that produced the black, the dark beer? Because for me, the, it was, there were two separate things. Yeah, no, they, they but actually... But it makes total sense why they would do it and how that is content marketing before con- before content even existed properly as it exists today. Yeah. I'm sure a hundred years from now we'll say, yeah, Instagram, whatever. <laughs> if that was a content platform, just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, yeah, I was thinking of a show. So there's this thing, there's this value source because there's a lot of attention. Yeah. Shoot, do you want to have anything else on your mind who else should do a AS- an ASMR uh, show or we can just go over. I really am not that interested in in I mean I know it's there I, oh wow <laughs> so I know it's there I know what its purpose is but it's just a thing that I understood the problem is you know to not exaggerate with it like it's hap- actually happening right now on YouTube because it can go really crazy you know the, the why what do you mean crazy I mean the, the the things that you know that have been shown on YouTube and people that have been you know uploading this kind of videos they, they tend to go a bit too extreme slash maybe stupid but I'm sure that's what people say about reality shows oh, they no, do. I, I know they do I know they do but you know I always oh you got an email kind of respond go on what? <laughs> You know, I always care for for something that is like informative. Whereas if I if I'm gonna just sit there and listen without a purpose to somebody just chewing food in front of my face, I but, mean, but that's you. I, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. You ask me like if I'm gonna expand on that, and I, Mr. Jacob, take yourself out of your shoes and put yourself in the attentioner, attention I know, director. I know how it works. What's the I, name of that? The orchestra man. Yeah, but I'm aware it works. I didn't say it doesn't work. I yeah. know what goes viral and what doesn't. The thing is, either, either I'm gonna cope with it and participate or not. That's the whole thing. If if it's gonna progress or not, you know, it's, it's, it's just I'm not 
that interested in it. That's well, let's get back to dark mode because <laughs> this was this were we went down the rabbit hole because I talked dark about mode the ASMR. <laughs> wow. Do you want to put dark mode? Nah, okay. we went down this rabbit hole because we talked about uh, talking about what we feel, right? What kind of feeling? So yes, <laughs> here's what I have on my mind with with dark mode. There's a specific reason why Amazon Prime Video and Netflix have it that way. And they are the ones who got me into, oh, yeah, this is it, which is why I think the App Store should do it. App Store is white, unless uh, I'm talking the mobile one, unless they will, they will definitely put out dark mode for iOS for the mobile version for iPhones and iPad. Now it's only for Mac. So what I have on my mind is when everything is dark, when the background is dark, it doesn't interfere with your subconscious so, so, what's the word? So much. <laughs> and then that, that's an emphasis on the content. So because in, a, in an app store you have a shit ton of icons and a million of apps are fighting for your attention, a million of books in the iBook section are fighting for your attention for buy me, buy me, but just like when a guy tries to pick up a girl, he won't say, Pick me, pick me. You want to be, you want to make it silent somehow. Yeah. So it's a, but ideally speaking, there is a sexual competition or a sale competition, whether we talk about the guy, girl, or the iBook store. When everything is dark, there's more emphasis on the content. So your, your eyes, here's how I look at it. When you, when you have light coming in through your eyes, that's a bit of effort. You, it might sound stupid, but at least, at least I know from this biological perspective, I don't know a lot about here, I know that your pupil, pupil uh, dilates, extends. Dilates and contracts, yeah, dilates. And is it? Yeah. Anyway, so that's at least a, a, some effort. You're, you're, uh, something in your body makes an effort to adapt. Whereas if it's dark, you, you see something and say, okay, no, I'm not going there. But you got to focus on the light. So it's about contrast. Here's what I have, what I had on my You're mind. Very right, yeah, contrast. I should have known that. It's like, yeah. Well, we all know it's subconscious. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just that sometimes. I gave a more, you know, feeling kind of explanation. Yeah, to yeah, it. yeah. But that's literally the explanation. It's called contrast. And how I would think so. Yeah. And just like you, ever since it came out, I said, hell yeah, get me signed up for, for dark mode. I'm looking at my Chrome now and I have this, uh, they didn't make an official dark mode, but and I, I, I'm missing that. I wish we would have one. But yeah, there's also about talking about feelings. There's also this thing about mystery, about maybe even magic. Have you noticed that I'm, I'm talking to you about this because that's what I wrote about today. Have you noticed that in some games, especially the mystical ones, the magic ones, they've got this, they don't call it dark mode, but now that we, if we would be looking at their UI, we'd say, eh, this is pretty much dark mode because there's some color going in and a lot of contrast because it's magic. You got blue, yellow spells or whatever the hell is happening on the screen. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so just like taking from you left it, I think the dark mode, because it, white ask, is asking to be filled. Dark mode has more space for content to happen. Mm -hmm. But here's what I also have to add, and then, then now I want to hear your thoughts as well, because I pretty much ranted so far. I think it, it, based on what we, we talked about so, so far, okay, everyone tomorrow, uh, dark mode, everything, every software UI or blah, blah. I think it's, it also has to be paired with some, not minimalism, but it's about contrast. And there's so much, there's only so much contrast you can have with dark mode. 
you can have like a couple of colors, three, maybe four. Whereas on white, sky's the limit, I would say. There is contrast, but a lot of stuff is contrasting on white. Does it make sense? Yeah, it does. Thank you, Daniel. I am more cultured now. When you asked me in the beginning, what what do you mean by dark mode? You said something like that. You, you asked me to explain the question. No, I was I was curious about your your view on this. I realized how stupid I was because <laughs> I didn't explain, and you could have gone on a very different path of dark mode, as in the Jungian shadow, or like so I don't know, so dark side of yours, or <laughs> go down on a psychological path. I said, oh, okay, he got it right. Think, fuck, he mm. he feel what I was saying. What actually? Um made you want to try making design and what actually grabbed your attention about it like what why do you think you you found sort of not necessarily your whole career in it but you know most I of your I think it is the whole career yeah you spend most of the time doing it well, what what does it bring to you for example well I'm going to give an answer that's not really nice that's fine arrogance I would say or not really arrogance But um, what's the word when when you think you're su not superiority? When you think when you say I'm better, superiority. Yeah, kind of like that. The having the superiority to say this thing is that way. I don't think it should be like that. And I'm talking now when you're like six, seven, when you pick up a Lego and you do that. I'm not talking today because you look at a software. But now you gotta be humble to be uh, integrated into society and everything. But you're a motherfucking kid. You can barely stay on two feet, and you say. I don't like this. I gotta make it myself. This is what I'm saying. But this is this is not um, a form of arrogance to me. It's just the way you you're putting it now sounds like that. But yeah, uh, the, what it is actually, and what I think you're trying to achieve with this, you may have better solutions to experiences than you think others have. You know, like created created them. You think you, you might have a better input. Yeah, but and here's, a, and here's a the better thing. solution. And that's that's a really good thing. The, you, yeah, you, you would, made it. You know, sound a bit like uh, that. Dark, but, yeah. but it's not. Dark mode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, it's 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 a very it's it's a very big between you know um, big as in. Okay, but I admire. Speaking. You know, oh, okay. Like, like I, I I admire the the effort that you have to put into something like this because. You're literally solving solutions. It's like your 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 company motto. It says, you know, experiences agency, right? Yeah. The design experiences agency. That whole word, that experience is like it's it says it all. Yeah. Which that you care about that. And I have that's, a lot to say. that's very important to me, you know. Yeah. It's it sounds like you're really working on something that is bigger than you might think or you might have stated. It's something that it'll, I think it'll, creep, it, it'll keep growing in you. And you might observe this throughout the years. Right now, you're experimenting a lot with your projects. And I've seen them. They, they become better and better. They focus more, like even more on the other side of, of the project. You focus even more right now on like a, the customer side. And that is great. I think you're, you're doing a, a very tough and needed job right now. Mm -hmm. Basically, I have a lot, a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I know, I know. Please do. The and I'm really curious, you know, how you also view this this kind of thing right now. Yeah, I'll start with this. Design sounds cool, like 
if someone stops you on the street and you say I'm a designer, I don't say that. But mm. when I'll be forty, probably I'll say whatever. When someone, if you stop stop someone on the street now and they say I'm a designer, you say, wow, that's cool because you just like survivor she buys. You only think about the good things. But here's the thing about design: you had that. This is why I call sometimes it's arrogant. Well, it's like uh, arrogance, not a good example, but you suck because you put stuff out and no one. No one gives you, you don't get any views until that doesn't happen anymore. You are a crazy person because you have this view. And I'm, talk, I'm talking generally now. You are Steve Jobs and you have this view until it's not because it became a whatever gazillion dollar company. You write this book because you're J.R. talking and everyone says, what the fuck? You, you are, I googled the expression. What was it? You're uh, a dead horse. What's the Whatever. Like you're fighting against some, you're fighting for something that's not worth it until it becomes the second most read book after the Bible in the 20th century. So that that's one thing. Now with design, again, it sounds cool, but here's the the other side of the the other edge of the blade is you, sometimes you you think you've made the coolest piece of work that's ever been done, only to be slapped into the ground, which is fine for me, but for a lot of people. Uh, I think I've got this this willpower, and I'm beating my chest now. I'm aware, but for a lot of people, they get uh, they get themselves destroyed because they put their soul into the work and blah blah. So what I'm trying to say is this: it's a lot of trial and error. You think everything is cool because you wouldn't have put it out, right? If if you don't, you didn't think it was worth it. And the last thing that you're expecting gets viral, which happened to me the other day. I don't think I told you. I put out this piece of work, which was just a, a Quora answer. But when I give a Quora answer, I try to put all my soul into it. And it became viral to the point where I got some emails from some high-level CEOs. And I didn't tell people until unless it was context, which is what, what it is now. Or at least that's my excuse. <laughs> Yeah, that, I didn't expect anything out of that. It was just a fucking Quora answer. And it got featured on Hacker News and whatever. And I, I got this and that, like 15,000 people. Somebody's fancy. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll stop now. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and then I make another piece saying, let's see if this one is cool as well. And not only is it not cool, but it gets shattered into the ground because people, because I had the guts to, to redefine user churn. And people say, oh, who the fuck are you? Because uh, if you're, but these are just people on, on the internet that have nothing better to do. I don't take it personally. They say, oh, if you would be so cool as you think you are, you would be giving interviews to people out of your private jet. I would just, just slap my face and said, it's not even worth it for me to try to explain to this guy. And so I said, look, man, I don't know who hurt you, but if you need help, I'm here. You can talk to me. He said, Whatever, it doesn't matter what he said. He wasn't a person who wanted to have a conversation. That was the bottom line. But hey, let me get back to the point with design. You put out some stuff, but here's the... Whether you become a world record, world famous designer or not, that, that doesn't matter. The pre-thing, the thing that happens before is this. Whether you're top class or the shittiest designer. You think you can call with something either different or better. You can put out something different and say, well, I don't know if it's better, but whatever let the people decide and that that's another point which is sometimes you you're just looking actually to to find something new with design you say well people have done it this way so far i don't like it because i'm this special snowflake let me try something better Mm -hmm. something new it just has to be different which is another problem of, of design. So like, it's like a pitfall. You can fall into it. Yes. You always try to find something different, but y- you won't do a car with five or three wheels. So far, cars 
the successful ones have been with four wheels. Sorry. Well, you can try the one with five. I'm sure people did because they had this new design, different design in their mind. Yeah, very well put. That was a long answer. It can be more. Okay, perfect. Because I've got some you know, more. <laughs> I've got some more. Throw it all out. Yeah, so I started with everything is uncool until it's not. Until mm, page is like the, the, the script is flipped and oh, this guy, this and that. Some, sometimes it happens. So this is what, what I've got. The, this is why I call it. I, I know it's a bit of arrogance within me. And I'm, I'm, I've, I'm trying to harness it to make good with the experience, with the feeling. So what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to build the Bible of experiences. And people come and say, shut the fuck up, because this is UX actually. It's not you call experiences. Uh, you think you're a special snowflake. I think I am. Other people say, it's actually experiential design, uh, which I didn't call them that because I had a problem with the word. It sounds too fancy. Experiences, I think most of the people, at least with an, with an IQ above average, or at least around the average, can understand that if I, if I say, we're creating experiences, they can at least hint to the fact that it's something about feeling. And experiential design sounds like this fancy term that is unnecessarily long. That was my problem. Sounds a bit pretentious when you say it like that. Yeah. It, it is the word for designers and experiential store because there's an experience, but I mm -hmm. don't think people get it. I heard the first time, I was like, huh? And then I heard, I want to build experiences in my head. Probably I heard it subconsciously from someone else. And I said, well, that makes sense. I, I can at least get it that it's about, I think about Disney World when, when that happens, when I hear building experience. I think Disney are masters of experiences. Yeah. <clears throat> also, instead of calling it arrogance, again, in your case, it sounds more like competition and that is not bad at all. Competition? Yeah. It feels, it, it feels like you want to be competitive in the sense that you want to outrun the others, but not in a bad way, in, in the sense that you know when you feel you can do better than there is. Mm, that's not, that's not necessarily mean. a bad thing. You can, you can feel the way, the way that you have described it as, as arrogance and so forth. But beyond all that, I can probably, because I know you, you're, you're not a bad person. You don't want to inflict anything that relates to, you know, emotional pain or anything like that, you know, to, to like, uh, just trump another person, you know, with something else. I, I genuinely feel you might have a competitive, you know, side to you. And that that's yeah. maybe, maybe what's driving you. I'm a hugely competitive person. That's good. But that's a very good thing. Just it, make it, sure make sure you have like a specific target. Make, make sure your goal is not to crush crush the others. Just have a solution, you know, yeah. for like for the betterment of the world, if possible. Th that's exactly what I had on my mind. I frowned a bit when you said, not frowned, but... I'd never thought of, of it as competition because in my head, instead of me hating on you, which is what I see people doing on the internet, within this quote-unquote arrogance or competition, maybe it's, maybe you're right. I'll, I'll reflect on it. I'm saying, well, this guy might actually be right. I'm building my, my own. Let him build his own, even though I don't agree with him. Let's see which one of us gets validated by people, validated by themselves because I think if... if you're doing something unless it's hurting people obviously and it brings you value for yourself as in it makes you feel good mm -hmm. i'm sure so again nothing pathological nothing that's hurting people that's cool even if i don't agree with it it's good for you so th that was my point with if i'm building it instead of me stopping and hating i'll keep on building mine because this is why i found arrogance is not a perfect word for, but for lack of a better word or maybe egoistical like 
self-centered. I know that there are words with, with some heavy, heavy implications. They, they sound bad. But I think when you become aware of them and there's a chance for you to harness them, they can do good as well. That's the way I look at it. But I used arrogance because and you, we've incarnated that with each other. I like to have this grandiose thing, uh, or at least story to myself that I'm building this grand thing. And sometimes it's far from reality. I'm aware of it. But sometimes it may look ridiculous. But again, in my head, I keep on. I, it, that keeps me going because it's ridiculous until it's not. Ten years later, that was all. That end of rant. Mic drop. Do you think you've got a grandiose thing to, to your side? I'm sure you do, because you do fucking movies. That's a grandiose thing in itself, for hell's sake. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're asking if, um, if there's something in me that drives me bef beyond the idea of just making films? Do you, do you think that's like, what, what are you asking exactly? If well, it was a stupid question, because actually I, I know for sure that that is inside you. No, tell me. Ask. So let me, let me re... Mm -hmm. re adjust the question how do you cope with your grand how tell me about your grand grandiose side that's living within you sort of like a uh, not a goal but a thing that i really want to achieve that sounds big right and you're asking me what yeah. i mean by that yeah yeah like if i if mean I look on some days i'm sure you feel down and you say well I don't feel like I'm going to do something that's going to change the world today, so I'll just go and eat now because I'm hungry. Or mm -hmm. I'm just going to go for a walk because I don't feel it. On some other days, you probably feel like, Jesus Christ, I've got this crazy film idea that's going to be maybe not the best, but it's going to be the stepping stone for the next motherfucking thing that's going to change the world and impact so many people and blah, 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 blah and you keep on going. This is what I mean by it. Yes, I, I do feel that. I do feel that quite often, but then... When you're in the zone... Yeah, I understand what you mean. Um, I often think about, you know, ideas that might or should be put out there because I, I, I think of their impact, their social impact and how nice. how nice they can maybe turn out, you know. So I get extremely excited about about a story. I, I start writing like mad on paper on com on a computer on whatever I can put my hand on. Because I feel like the idea is flowing and it's, it's got something to it. But besides that, um, right now I'm in a position, you know, I'm, I'm still way too young, way too immature and way too naive to be that confident that right now as we speak, I can make something extremely impactful just because I think I have not been through enough. Here's where you and I disagree, right? Yeah, in, in some sort of way. In, let, me, let me just try and like explain everything. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. I know that if, if I'm going to keep pushing myself you know, with, with stories, if, I, if I'm going to keep accumulating stuff, there's going to be a point in the nearest future, hopefully, that, you know, Th these stories that I keep thinking about might flourish in a completely different way. Same story, let's say, about a, a bodyguard might have a completely different perspective five years from now just because I have amassed 
some information from the political world, from like so from wait, friends. Let me, let me mm. sorry to interrupt. Yeah, just course. for me to see if I understood. You're saying that you might have a slight idea in the back of your brain about a bodyguard movie today, That's but a, if you would make it in 10 years, you you would have accumulated more, so you would have turned out way different. Is that what you're saying? When in mm. fact it was the same core of idea. Yeah. Okay. The idea is that doesn't stop me from making this. So I'm, I'm not trying to say that I'm not going to do them. Yeah. I, I just, I am aware of how naive I am at this point, but I embrace it. I embrace, I embrace it to, to the extent, um, that, you know, I, I mean, I'll keep doing them and I love doing them. I love stories. I learned something from them. I always hope, you know, that the the viewer when when they see them, they're gonna learn something they're, they're gonna understand something they're gonna see a different perspective because all this thing is, is about that it's about you know telling a story that furthermore you hope you deeply hope that is gonna change something because yeah like i said i think i might have said it in the in our first um in our first Don't episode worry. it's not worth telling something that is not worth telling you know i i mean you can well, linger around a subject, you know. I don't think so. Because you don't know, just like the, the values. If you want to make an impact. It's, it's not like uh, I'm saying it, that you shouldn't tell um, less, um, you know, shocking but stories here's the or thing, whatever. What you find not worth is maybe a million other people will find worth it. And Agree. You're right. And You're th right. that's not to say that uh, you don't have a... You, we really have bad sensors sometimes. Yeah, but let me give you an example. Okay, go on. Let's say... I'm washing my clothes, and that's that's my story. Do you think you're getting something out of it? Myself, no. But like I, I also a, I also not a fan of I'm also not a fan of reality TV show. But <laughs> if you would have a show and I don't know, twenty seconds out of it is, hey guys, by the way, this is me doing laundry. Some people that's will be like, different. Well, it has cool. a different. It's a, it's a different, different format. Packaging. It's also a different format. Okay, we can pretty mm. much agree that no one would care or you wouldn't change anyone's life if you put up on, on Instagram to, right now, today, or even if you got 50 million followers, you won't change their life if Kylie Jenner, she won't change their followers' life if she puts a video of how she does laundry. I agree. But that doesn't mean it yeah. can't be part of her reality TV show, which I haven't watched it ever, but I'm sure there, has been, there have been some mundane day-to-day -day stuff that they do which can be from waking up. Yeah, but right now I'm talking about how much you actually care about what's going on around you rather than seeing something that is, I don't know, just keeping your mind distracted to some sort. I don't even know how, 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 how I should put this. But think about this. Think about a film that has sent you a message, right? Has moved you in some sort of way. And you have left from that with something that actually makes you understand something. But some people don't want that. I know. I know some people don't. I, I'm telling you about what I want to achieve, what I want to do. I love telling maybe, you know, stories that matter in the detriment of the, the ones that don't or just feel really bland. I'm not saying that this is not the, the, the time that we're living in right now at this moment where information is everywhere and is easy, completely easy to just say anything and it becomes a thing. That's maybe my, my biggest... You world know, record egg. No, but 
it really is, uh, I wouldn't say a danger, but there might be a, a, a very big confusion, you know, right now when you want to choose what you're seeing or what, or what you're uh, digesting as, an, as a piece of information or, you know, a film or anything like that. It becomes... So what are you saying exactly? It's, it's going to be harder and harder to reach out, in my point of view, with something that truly tells you something or that matters. In a story, in a film, I'm not talking about education, an educational video or about a documentary or about a um, travel vlog or anything like that. It's going to be harder and harder to make proper cinema, you know, that actually teaches you something. It's like a full experience from which when you leave the, the big room, you go, ah, hmm. I see and something clicks in your brain and you feel that it's it's like a sensation that you cannot feel when you have watched um a vlog it's nice it so feels let me see nice. if i get what you're saying it's if like, i look at inception and i'm left with hmm, did that thing meant he was still in the dream or not <laughs> as opposed to i watched this daily vlog where i see these guys i don't know dying his hair is that what you're saying that there's a there's a different level of impact between yeah, these there's two? more depth think about it there's a lot more depth mm. to the whole story, to the whole lesson, to the whole morale that you get from that. I get what you mean. That doesn't mean that vlogs, you know, or smaller, um, um, you know, like sub, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it subgenres, but, you know, other forms of video content cannot give you value. a value. But they're kind of rare just because it became sort of easy to just to just say anything and, and there's not not a lot of commitment maybe to that whole thing to to think of a film that actually matters to you and to make it from from zero to finish takes a lot you have to be sick about it you really have to care about it you have to you're putting metaphorically speaking your soul into it, it becomes part oh, wait a second isn't that better that there's more space for people like you who who can see, because not a lot of people see this, that you have to be sick. Not a lot of people give a damn about making their own thing. Isn't that somehow better that people like you are able to do this? Because there's, I'm not going to say less competition, but it's easy once you, easier once you see it because you've seen it. Do you get what I mean? I'm talking about some self-awareness stuff right now. You're talking about the easiness of, of producing something like that right now well, well here's the thing you know it's gonna be hard if you are gonna be sick about it and have this kind of obsession with what you're doing but once once you've tasted of once you once you're aware it can exist you're like well that's a long way but i know the ideal i know some other people have done it, so i'm not really fucking crazy because i'm going obsessed about my movie mm -hmm. or maybe some do and half of them stop along the way do you get what I mean? Isn't it easy once you've, bec once you've become aware of it to, to as opposed to you were, you were not aware of this craziness or this... What we're talking about, practically speaking, is the follow your dream, do whatever you want, no, 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 right? Once, you become, once you're not aware of it, you say, oh, that's so far into the future, I wonder how they do it. I'm, I'm going to look for the secret and this uh, quick... Uh, uh, how's it called? quick uh, online uh, course on uh, how to live the dream life because you're not aware that it, there's, there's nothing in the that an online course can, can teach you because it's something that you got to teach yourself along the way 
I think we went very far, mate. Okay, let me try and, you know, okay. rephrase everything so that it, it seems easier to, to you. Grasp, yeah. To me, as I see it now, as I see it now, Tell me. there are pieces of content, and I would include even, even films, big budget films, that either teach me something or not at a really like deep level. And yeah. what I what I want and I'm eager to do is to accumulate as much in in this life as I, as I stand mm. because I feel responsible. I I just feel doesn't mean I am. I just feel responsible that I have the duty to put on screen whenever I can something that will give you Some. a lesson or might trigger an emotion that you have never, you know, thought about before, never experienced, but you get to see that and slowly and hopefully be able to build what I think we need more um, nowadays, which is a lot more empathy. It's going to sound also really basic, but a lot more, you know, love and tolerance around us. And this is what I, I want to achieve with my films. And as I stand now, when I look on how much the internet holds, I'm not sure that I have found that right now in a lot of the content that has been uploaded. I'm not saying that it doesn't make me feel better when I watch an educational video or anything like that. But my ultimate purpose is when somebody will come to me, you know, and just thank me for a, a little thing that I've made, but have, has changed him like... Impacted? Yeah. That sounds noble. I'll, I'll give you that. It's going to take I, a lot of time. Really a lot of time. Yeah. But that's why that's why I love the, the process of doing it. And it it has been, you know, this and that while making films and understanding, you know, bits and bits when... Uh, I was either on set or editing a video or anything like that. That, you know, these these lessons they they come and they they built you know this these ideas for they built on each other and you understand something from from each and one of your experiences. And to this moment, I'm not even sure where I'm headed with like my my, my stories, my my whole ideas. The the thing is, what I'm thankful for is that they keep coming. Without me realizing, they they, I, I wake up in a day and somebody tells me something and then I, bam, you know, this 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 could be a really cool thing to, to do, mm -hmm. to um, research if I don't know enough about it and then put it on screen. If I feel that you know there's something lying in there, I'll definitely you know push it forward and see what comes out of it. Mm -hmm. And. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a uh, a drama film, for example. I can I can express that even through a documentary or a music video, or even a commercial if it's like a really nice brand that I can collaborate with and have a, like a really interesting story about it that gives you like a full full feeling about it, a full emotion. You know, it's like you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you you. Um, Surely, yeah. You bring the brand to a completely other level just by humanizing it, you know. Surely, yeah. There are ads from companies exactly. 
that inspire you and Meant. make it's you like wow what they can and they're yeah. director they're film directors who have uh, who have done you know work in the, and you can see their their touch to it mm-hmm. it has it's a completely different it's like it's like i said they're humanizing it a lot rather than thinking like oh this is shiny this is nice they add human emotion to it mm-hmm. it's like let's take the home pod for example well, like the Apple speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's what like about the HomePod, for example, when they when uh, Spike Jones made the ad. Haven't seen it. It's a really cool ad. You should. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, he he made it. He made it. So this guy is what? Give us some context. context. He is a film director. He made, uh, for example, Her, 2013. Okay. It's a really nice film. Um, and so he made uh, an Apple commercial right now in 2018. I think it was for the HomePod. Mm. And. The HomePod became an experience rather than a product, you know, through his uh, through his commercial. It felt it felt human. It felt as if um, you know it was making you happy. It wasn't playing music for you. It's like you said with the iPod, a thousand songs in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, don't worry. Keep on going. It's like you said with the iPod, you know, like a thousand songs in your pocket, not a device that it's 10 centimeters big and so forth, you know? Yeah. So that basically this HomePod became a Something happy more. machine, you know, it became like mm-hmm. a happy machine rather than be just being a speaker in your, um, that's in how your living room. That's how know? it came across from the, from the advert that I haven't seen, yes. right? Yes. And the advert is, um, has, um, shows you like a, great contrast between a um, so there's this girl a tired girl after her job she gets her groceries everything's like great it feels really uh, packed and boring and monotonous and she's like sad and she gets home and she turns on the home pod and everything everything becomes like colorful she dances everything move moves like she can move the house like mm. think about it she moves the house like through dancing it becomes like a full Full yeah. package of like emotion, right? Like the limitless scene when the guy takes the pill, right? <laughs> like even the the movie's temperature, but the image s- temperature. You see what I'm trying changes. to to like to like say here? It's a completely yeah. different view over something just by 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 tweaking and adding a bit, a bit of a bit of a human yeah, I man. No, it, right? You know? For sure. I was when we when you started talking about adverts. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm brainwashed by a- Apple, and I'm surely not the only speaker on this podcast who is. <laughs> uh, if if that's true, brainwashed or used to? This is really important. I really want to know. Oh, I was just cynical. It was just a joke. Don't take it no, too serious. It's. I was I was going to mention the 1984 ad. I'm not sure. It might be. The it was literally put out in 1984 when, when the Mac came or what? yeah yeah the okay. first Macintosh. The, the most Macintosh, famous yeah. Super Bowl ad, and it's it, it was able to speak right. That was the the thing that made it like wow. Yeah, but that, that was the central point like of that. the yeah. That was okay. the central point of the of the advert. I'm sure you've seen it. This dystopian universe, future power universe, when there's this huge face on the screen talking to some cult like, but not even cult like, like brainwashed society. You've seen it, no? Okay, quickly, I'm going to shatter it for mm. you. This woman walks, and she's running away from some guards, throws a, a hammer, destroys the TV. <laughs> no, no, no. On January 19, no, 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 1984, Apple computers will, pre- will introduce, 
I don't know what is exactly. And you will see what 1984 won't be like 1984, which is a reference to Orwell's. Anyways, whatever. Everyone was like, what the fuck are these guys on about? Because there was no product. There was no blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it was one of the first, and if not the most powerful, because the first hit is the one that you remember and the most powerful. Talk about drugs. Um, <laughs> it was the most powerful, if not, advert. Or not just in the Super Bowl scheme of things, yeah. in the advertising world. And again, I have no major, major experience in this industry, but I can see why. I can see why, because it's one of the first attempts to create what you just told me about the HomePod, but obviously a hundred adverts later, a hundred other successful adverts later, is going to have a less of, a, of an effect. Somehow we got onto you. I'm sure if I see that, I'll see the value behind it, or I'll feel the, the feelings associated in this conveyed message. It's a full, it's a full like cinematic, experience to it it's a full yeah story behind it it's not just hey buy this because it's good yeah you know? yeah it has a full full-on story deeper message to yeah it. i mean not deeper but you 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 feel you actually feel connected to it mm. you know yeah you, you, you're almost like part of it mm. that's the nice thing there's also you know a uh an end to that you cannot do that maybe with every single product with every single product unless you become maybe extremely creative but yeah I think you, no matter how creative you let's say you've got this uh, infinite fountain of creativity yeah wouldn't you oversaturate your stuff like it really it really depends it, re it really depends like I I doubt I could make maybe the same commercial that talks about the possibility of you know playing music mm. really loud and making you feel you know elevated just because of it i won't i'm not sure how i can talk uh the same way about like a hand cream you know like but that's the thing mr jacob back to the mr jacob sorry do you mind <laughs> if, if i say jacob or jacob whatever what listen back to the uh asmr show yeah by this honeycomb thingy as you said, it's not buy this thing because it's going to help you. <laughs> yeah, it's, no. There's a motherfucking chance for you to get out of your miserable life by buying this HomePod, but we're not going to say it, you know. But anyways, it's like it's like uh, social proof, like testimonials. This person got her life sorted out because she bought a HomePod. You can have it as well and your <laughs> life will be bright. Listen, I'm cynical, but you, you get what I mean. There yeah. was some sort of value, some sort of artistic value and some sort of here's what happens, here's what can happen. Or it moved you like the 1984 ad, just the same way as you won't die if you don't see someone eating their honeycombs. But if you found it interesting, it gets your attention. It's something that that brings you some other sort of value, as opposed to buy this because it's got nice seats, or because it's got two gigabytes of whatever. Unless that's what gets you value. I'm kind of glad. That we have, you know, a bit of a direction. No, no, not only that, but within that direction, there's mixed opinions to to a lot of stuff. It would have been really weird for me if you if we would have agreed on everything. To be honest, <laughs> would have been you know that exciting to actually give you the space and vice versa to actually, you know, understand everything that we think about something like that. It's almost like this. Think about. 
you're you're watching something, right? Mm. You're, you're watching a film, and there's two people. And objectively speaking, right? Think about this: if you see two stupid people fighting, it's funny because you know they're stupid and their arguments are like really bad. Mm-hmm. If you watch a smart person and a stupid guy fighting, it's pretty like you can anticipate who's right and who's not. But if you see two smart people talking about something, that's how you got a film because you cannot expect anything anymore. There's always pro and against arguments going back and forth like firing. Did you just call us in a very nice way? I'm not calling myself smart. Did at you all. did you did you just call us in a very mask way? We are too very too good guys having this podcast. Like at all. But I'm just saying that it's I like I really enjoy the fact that there's not Here's where I disagree. That <laughs> see that, see this this is this is I think the most exciting part about, you know, trying to reach or not common ground but not by, you know. Did you just call me stupid? <laughs> All oh, right, that was it. We're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna cut you. <laughs> okay, I don't know what you were on about there with the intelligent people. I hope it was not a self-stroke of ego. It's like it's just objectively speaking. I cannot like label, but think about that. You know, if I would say cultured and uncultured, like how much information you hold and how much information you don't hold, so that you can back up anything like that. Crazy. And then there's you know a lot more to that. A lot more, many more layers. You can have humor. You can be able to, you know, balance yeah. information. You can, you should be able to understand emotion going on around you. You should be able to compare stuff. You should be able to. I mean, I, I hope and I think that makes an intelligent person. It's a very, you know, shallow subject to talk about, but it's still, you, you understand what I'm trying to say when I'm not really to be honest, but I got the basics of it. So, so I can like maybe make the example a bit more easier for you to see. Just like that. I've got a question for you. Yes. You asked me about design, but I know you yeah. some time ago mm. have done the same with design. So what did design mean to you? I put out this thing of, oh, it's arrogance. And no, no, no. What do you have to say about it? I still try and do it. I still do it from time to time. Yeah. But yeah, I only but do, you see, I, I have, I've only tried like um, graphic design to the extent of um, not creating something from scratch so not building something literally from from nothing but rather joining existing elements to create a bigger that's what everyone does yeah i know but there there are artists and graphic designers who actually build stuff from scratch and they there's a bigger uh process that they go through i just pick up elements i combine them i make a layout i do text i think fonts i try to see where what that says what i need it for but i do it i think at a very you know novice or beginner level because a lot of people can learn right now to do what i'm doing i do it because i feel like i'm getting something out of it it, it makes me it makes me think about composition to some What does that mean? Composition, let me tell you, sounds like one of these fancy terms you filmmakers used to mm-hmm. keep us away. Like, oh, that's the composition. In design means something else. But I mean, I, ideally, it would mean the same thing. Um, What do you mean when you say composition? It's, I think it's strongly related, actually, to a French term called uh, mise en scène, which means what's the actual <laughs> purpose in the scene. 
that you're seeing, right? So oh, when, when I'm trying to show you a specific something on, on screen, I try to create through what I am showing you a relation either between two characters, a character and an object, a character and the space that he's surrounded by, so that it tells you a message without actually saying it, but by showing it. Mm -hmm. So the way that I portray that for you on screen is meant to tell you something, something by with like with the help of cinematography, okay, which the is the main thing. language of no home that's a that's a that's, that's story. a practical example um think story and then think the tools that you use to make that story story is also is always a core a core it's like a um uh, a thing that drives the whole process the fact that i choose then to use composition to tell you that story that's my choice but i can equally tell you a story without focusing too much on composition but focusing on like just the color I can make the whole scene look red if I want to tell you something that shocks you or make you feel uncomfortable or enticing or... Raises blood pressure. Yeah, whatever. I can even make, you know, the screen look red and within that screen there's nothing but a person and a white wall. But I haven't told you, you know, much besides the fact that What's it's weird. What's there to fill in the space? <laughs> so composition... So, so I can go back. Yeah. Design maybe helps helps me arrange some ideas that can further help me maybe also in film, you know, make a composition out of that. Mm. And as I said before, I think I've, I've said that, design to me is also a form of storytelling. And I'm, I'm not sure if you've felt that before when you have made your own projects, but I, th I think you are telling a story through it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Contradict me if you know. Not gonna happen this time, sadly. Battle me if you feel like. Yeah, experiences build with really experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like. And we're, we're saying storytelling. That's another objection that I get like, oh, that's just another word for storytelling, and you think you're this and that. Okay. Um, yeah, I think storytelling is a subset of building an experience oh i see <laughs> <laughs> no but really I, yeah it is there it is part of the yeah here's one thing that i have on my mind right now okay, you tell me what, you i don't know tell why me what Did we talk about we talked about all the rings last time right on the, all yeah. the time yeah yeah well all here's the, the thing you know what started you sent me a video with what was it five six seven guys actors sitting at a round table and talking one of them was yeah. Aragorn <laughs> was um, Viggo Mortensen uh, I keep messing up did you know that stuff. this guy talks seven languages fluently really yeah, yeah I had no idea well you do now I yeah. do now do you know that he talks seven languages <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah so uh, you send me that video I say oh wow Aragorn has aged pretty well <laughs> and then he slowly but surely got into walk, watching Lord of the Rings again. And what's his name? J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of the books. He's a guy that fits what you were talking about, about his, uh, his you're crazy about it. Think about it. I don't know how many, but he invented languages and not only one. And he was studying mythology. So that, that makes sense why this guy was able to and why he would pursue something like that. And I'm sure he had some, some language studies, otherwise some people would have found some fallacies, some problems with his invented languages. But or a passion for, you know, everything that sounds. 
Say again, like sorry? Like for phonetic. Phonetic, is that an English term? Something you hear. Yeah. And yeah. the way you play with it. And maybe poetry and all of that. You Maybe it was that as well. Yeah, yeah, because some of their characters, some of his characters are writing poetry, I think. Mm. Bilbo. Uh, I, Could be. I'm, I'm not. Sure, like, I'm, I'm not sure if I remember. Because you can easily say Bilbo is somehow part of, part of him is Bilbo because Bilbo is writing. So yeah. well, guess what? He's a writer, Mr. Tolkien. Yeah, but this guy has died without putting his stuff together, and if you would have lived for more, he would have probably kept on going. Imagine what we would have had of if he would have had, if he would have lived for another hundred years. Well, that's a lot of attention gathered. So second most read book after the Bible last century. I don't know. In meantime, Harry Potter came and <laughs> whatnot. <laughs> Some other competitors. But yeah, I mean, this, may, this guy made a, a lot of good stuff. And that's just because he kept on going. His Listen, I think objectively you can consider him being crazy because he created this fantasy of his own that he had in his head, his books and blah, blah, blah. He got successful in the meantime, and only 10 years, only 10 years, after his book came out, fan clubs started uh, gathering. But that's what kept people from, oh, he's crazy, he's living in his own world. That's just success. But you can, you can objectively consider the idea that he was crazy because he had all this shit in his head, and he put into a gazillion books, and he probably died, like, still having works, not probably most definitely had died still having works uh, in progress okay bro about what people this guy made a different realm different universe Mm -hmm. can you imagine that okay he's not the first one but he went pretty explicit I would say yeah because he like I said it was a lot of commitment to actually make the whole the whole story the whole package as complete as possible if you dive into that you you know, you become responsible of taking care of every aspect if you wanted to feel authentic. So to me, that doesn't make him mad. That just, you know, that's pure creativity and it's just an extreme amount of time to to dedicate to something. To create something from scratch, you know, you can do it. You can do it also in a game. You can build a city. You can think of, uh, you know, ramifications. To that and the fact that he did that is just a whole bunch of work that I respect because again besides the whole universe that he built he built a very powerful story within it yeah that I've you know has marked me has moved me and it's just it's 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 there to stay just because of that much commitment and that much work that he put into it and you feel that you can feel that that he cared about it and he wanted those characters to have a purpose and to to tell to tell you something and to build relations and to to fight and to create conflict and to forgive and to regret and you you understand it's like it's a it's a full pack it's like amazing I cannot consider myself right now capable even though if I maybe put in you know because you're comparing yourself to what you can do today versus this guy who made all his life obviously yeah but at the same time 
I just, you know, I, I, I really respect Wait, the craft. Wait, let's see. This I guy lived for... How long has he lived? And on top of that, he lived for 81 years. On top of that, he's been through war. <laughs> and Here you go. See? Yeah. But anyways, we all get our portion of experiences, experiences that influence what we do and what we create. So let's think of a, a way to wrap it, to understand something. How long have we gone? I think... An hour and 11 minutes. Well, that's longer than last time. Yeah. A way to wrap it up. So we talked about dark mode. We talked about a shit bunch of spiritual stuff. ASMR. ASMR, storytelling, and experience. But that's what we will delve into every time. Mm -hmm. Filmmaking and what you get from stories from them. And Ways of, you know, making them authors ramifications of you know forms of storytelling and how we portray an idea and how story. we don't agree on everything and how we don't agree on I everything. don't agree with you saying ramifications but now we're ending this so I won't <laughs> <laughs> let's not go into that but apart from that it's been a pleasure Mr. Jacob thank you I enjoyed and it let me shake that hand yes sir yes, thank you. dear listeners thank you if you've got to this point mm -hmm. no 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 SMR on this video I'm just feeling this microphone no no chill, chill, chill. <laughs> thank you for tuning in and listening to this point or if you're just skipping get back right now and listen to everything from the beginning and yeah well let's let's send the message let's end it on this note let's send the message to whoever will be listening to this in 20 years from now so that's 2039, right? If yeah. you've reached, if you've reached this point, thank I'm you. Thinking. Yeah, it means we've impacted uh, some people, or we have really talked about something, you know. Or someone doesn't have anything yeah. better to do on a Sunday night. <laughs> or somebody, yeah. I mean, we, because you don't know when. You got it. We thank you. Where are we? Yeah. Okay. Cheers. See you later. Bye.